I love virgins. No, I'm meaning meaning that came out wrong. Wow, like, please that be the let that be the clip. <laughs> Caroline Ray's on this week. I love virgins. <laughs> this is what I think about you. I, I was I was watching your specials. My nephew's been obsessed with you for a very long time. For it's real? very hard being a comedian and then having a member of your family that you love so much, not that you're not their favorite comedian. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that you're his. And then the fact that my 14-year-old daughter, her favorite comedian is Nick Kroll. So I'm not even in the top like three of family members. So she was like, he he would quote you. He would talk about you. He's he's also a Scorpio. Oh, he nice. went to Syracuse. He actually um, manages um, Curtis Connor with another guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he's great. He's the greatest. Oh, wow. Love. I, I, I adore him. And he's so he's been obsessed with you. So when I was watching your specials, I thought if I was the reviewer as a woman, I would write, this is the closest it will ever feel like to being inside a ball sack. <laughs> like that. I've never felt more like, oh, my God, from like the inside out. This is what it's like to be a, a hairy guy who's like really like fearless and consuming life at such enormous, <laughs> like the way you did that charity event, you were just like, I'm going to buy every ticket. Tell me what I won. <laughs> I, it was I, the best way to have a charity. I, you know, do you know, are my new specials out, out next Tuesday? Oh my God. And, How uh, many are they? I'm very impressed with you. Good the, Lord. The, uh, my new special comes out Tuesday and there's a, the very first time I ever did that, that raffle bit is in that special. Oh, it is? It's the very first time I ever did it. And I still to this day, like I'll tell that. And then I have like, I my favorite one was when I did it with you because <laughs> your reaction was so, uh, you go, this it can't be burned. I go, it's burned. <laughs> I want the jacket. I want the jacket. <laughs> and then you couldn't fit the jacket. I couldn't fit the jacket. It was, I, I, I love doing that more than anything is, is, is flooding a raffle. Oh my God. It was the funniest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. you should see me at auctions. At auctions. I get out of control. My daughters had one up at their school. It's an all-girls Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. And Sister Donna said, uh, I've heard rumors about this. I want to sit next to you and watch it. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make it rain on Sister Donna. She doesn't know what's about to happen. So the first trip that came <laughs> up was a sin, by the way. <laughs> the first trip that came up was Cabo San Lucas. And I said, Sister Donna, you ever been to Cabo San Lucas? And she said, no. And I said, $10,000. We're sending the nuns to Cabo. The place went nuts. <laughs> Sister Donna's like, I bought all the trips. <laughs> I bought all the trips. Because the money is like, you, I like giving money to charity. It goes to good. It goes to a good place. And so I got a trip to Bali, a trip to Cabo, a trip to Montana. Uh, we got a place up in Big Bear for the weekend. Like, I just bought them all. And then I was like, and the school loves you and the nuns love the schools you. loves me. Parents get upset because they, they want to get a deal on stuff. Right. And right. I pay the full price what it's worth. So, uh, you ruined the fun for them. And then, but then I bought, like, I, I was telling someone I bought, God, that's so good. I, I got like, uh, I think three tennis bracelets at the last one uh -huh. and, uh, diamond earrings. And, but, but you get on the jewelry, you get a real deal. Right. Like I, I gotta be honest with you. You could clean up. If I'm an auctioneer. Do you know that? No. For when I, when I had my daughter, I was like, I'm not going on the road anymore, and I I, I do that. I'm like a professional auctioneer. For I real? Do, yeah, for real. <laughs> how did you, how did that happen? Because I was like, I'm not going to go on the road. I don't want to leave her, but I can still make a lot of money doing this. It's much better to be a funny auctioneer than a serious auctioneer. Yeah. And then you find a Bert in the audience, and you look like a fucking genius. <laughs> I mean, you want to hear the? I mean, the I fought a lot of stuff at auctions. I I sent my mother and my aunt on the queen the qe2 to all the way around oh europe God. in 
first class seating for $800 because nobody was bidding on it. Because no one bids on it. And it was like $25,000. Right, that would be a TV show. I could just go into auctions. Oh, my God. That would be so good. I, I, the, the, hardest, the hardest I've ever laughed. And I, I, there's a lot of times I've wow. I tried to quant- okay. Yesterday, yesterday was one of them. Um, but I was doing a, a, tra- a travel show, channel show called Trip Flip and where you took people on adventures of a lifetime. And it was somewhat immersive. And so we ran Buffalo across uh, Texas with this guy, John, I forget his last, John Pope. And, uh, <laughs> and he asked me and there's two travelers I had to take cattle in for auction and, uh, and to sell his cattle at auction. So we have a, a truck full of cattle and the young, young cattle. And I say to the guys, I go, he thinks, I said, well, how much do you want us to come back with? And he was like, you know, ultimately 25 grand i said i'm coming back with 50 grand john and he goes he goes i don't know how you're doing that and i said to the guys when what's going to happen is when his cattle come through i'm going to throw up the first bid so i can jack up the price to all his cattle because i know it's his cattle and so i'll just i'll jack it up so everything's going to be doubled and they're like it's a brilliant idea oh god so the first cattle comes through and i go these john's cattle here we go and i raise my hand and he goes the guy goes sold the trip flip and i went huh i bought a 1300 dollars calf and I and I I could not stop laughing because I didn't. I was like, "What did I just do?" I thought there would be more action. It is the hardest. It is the one of the hardest. Hey, can you can you pull that up? Does that video on YouTube? The look on my eyes as as a comic. I think that as comics, the thing we love is like the little small moment uh-huh. where where you go, "That is real. You can't change that. Mm-hmm. That's real." And the look on my eyes when I realize what I've done is. Is like I, I wish I could go back to that Do one. Do you moment. have that calf now? I sold it back to the guy at a loss. I, I brought, I drove home with one calf, and I go, I got bad news for you. And he goes, what? And I said, I bought one of your calf. He goes, no, you didn't. I said, John, what I, happened to the rest? I sold the rest. I didn't bid on any of the ones. They buy them, but everyone just goes like, did you get twenty five grand? Uh, a, a little less, <laughs> a little less, and then I brought it back, and I said, I said, I need to. Like I, I, and you know what? That's the worst kind of auctioneering because they're gonna go in the bill, in the bill. Yeah. Minute, that, there, that watch it. Watch the look on my face. Grab the headphones. This is. You can just put one to your ear. You don't have to put them over your ears. But. That's me. This should be cuter. I'm not the best auctioneer. So this is my my brilliant plan. Uh, game plan. The first cows that come out are John's. The I like it. I like yeah. it. And these are your two guys you're taking on the yeah. adventure. Yeah. All right, Well, I still look on my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, this is going really quick. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is the hardest I've ever laughed. When I go out, I go, how much did I spend? I didn't even 
thousand bucks, maybe. myself laughing I can laugh what's the hardest you've ever laughed like the hardest you've ever laughed I did not buy a calf um oh, oh god I've laughed so many times because you, you are a laugher oh god I'm a huge laugher so that's I, what I what is drawn to you when I first saw you do stand-up that the, I was laughing at my own act no but that you're it was you were joyous yeah I because I find it so much fun yeah and <laughs> the hardest I was doing a um an off-broadway play and we, it was a ridiculous thing. We had to play nine different characters and we were playing prostitutes in Amsterdam behind the glass <laughs> and we had to do a strip and I had to go actually to a um, strip club in New York and this, and somebody sent me over a lap dance. I'm like, oh, this is totally embarrassing. And there was this like girl who's like doing a lap dance and, and I'm like, uh, uh, what's your birthday? <laughs> and, and, oh, what sign are you? Like, I'm trying, to, you know, and she's like, April 13th. I'm like, oh my God, that's my birthday. And she's literally grinding on me. She's like, Aunt Hilda was my favorite. I'm like, <laughs> so I, I learned how to do this strip tease and I was doing it and, and we had to take our clothes off. But all the while we were um, talking about Apple Brown Betty recipes. That's what we were doing. That was the part of the play. Like yeah. that. And I got something caught and I was pinned to it, and Whoopi was in the audience, and I, it was one of those awful "you can't laugh" moments. Yeah, it was just <laughs> tears streaming down my face, just like anyway. The best. The only, the only time that I've ever laughed on stage when I'm not supposed to, oh, like oh, in a play. Oh. oh, I've, I've, I've like peed in my pants many times from full-on hysterical laughter. Oh, it's yeah. my favorite thing in the world. Oh God, I mean, it's so lucky, right? Like that's your job. I think I often think. Um... I often think my dad doesn't get to laugh like I do. And when my dad laughs, mm -hmm. it is you unleash you unleash chaos. Like he he, he does what I do where he starts going <laughs> <laughs> the I, the hardest I ever made him laugh was I bought, bought a <laughs> No, no, I bought I bought I had this was a bit I ended up telling you it was a bit. <laughs> I bought, my wife said she wanted pajamas for Christmas. Oh, I love the pajama story. And I bought her seven pairs of pajamas. Yeah, no, that and was. She got some pajamas too. <laughs> and but his eyes did this, and he went, "Oh, oh!" And he <laughs> was crying, laughing, crying, <laughs> laughing, and 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 I didn't get it. it. That's the other funny thing about comedy is like when the other person isn't trying to be funny, right? And you get yesterday. I was with Brian Callen and Brennan Schaub, and they said, have you seen the Louis bit where he goes into the Holocaust Museum and hits the button? And I said, no, I haven't. And they go, it's, you gotta watch it, it's pretty funny. And so it's, it's pretty funny in that, it, it is the essence of comedy. I, this is what I love about Louis is that he hits, he goes to hit the button and Pamela Adelons goes, do not hit that button. And he goes, why not? It says press. And she goes, oh, don't do it. And he hits it and it just says the N word. And the whole place looks at Louis and he goes, it was the button. And Brian Callen says, man, you couldn't get away with that now. I go, you couldn't get away with it then. <laughs> I go, you're not allowed to do it then. And I, but Brian's look about being noble of going, 
you couldn't get away with that now. Like, he wanted to talk about society and the change. And I go, you couldn't do it then. What the fuck are you talking about? That, those moments just fucking, oh. I, I'm trying to think, because I really have laughed recently, like. Does your daughter make you laugh? Yeah, my daughter's really, really funny. I have, I've cried, I've cried my makeup off with laughing on sets. Really? And then uh, many times on Sabrina. I would laugh so hard that I would have to go back into makeup. Do you look back at that time in your life? What, what's the funnest time in your life? Not well, right now. Not right now. Can't you go right now? You go like, God, I would love to do that again. Like my first TV show, I would love. I didn't realize how lucky I was. What was your first TV show? It was called The X Show on FX. And it was with Gary Valentine and uh, Daphne Brogdon and this guy, Craig, uh, Craig Jackson. And I didn't realize how lucky I was how to have a TV show and have a big crew that I knew every day. And you'd have you'd show up on set, right. and there was catering, and everyone went to lunch together, and everyone on Thursday nights went to the Formosa Cafe. And someone, right. some old grip, told me, one day you'll look back at this and 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 realize how lucky you are. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, and how, I look how back old at you. When you did it, so. I was twenty, um, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, maybe. I was twenty-seven, probably. You know what? My mother really like drilled it into us. I appreciate every moment. And yeah. appreciate your parents. No, we're not going to be here forever. Appreciate it all. So I've always been really conscious of like, this is incredibly fun what I am doing right now. Yeah. You know, and like appreciative. Sabrina was strangely very hard work because we worked like five days a week. We never saw the show. I never watched the show until my daughter turned seven. Really? And then we would watch an episode every night. And then I called Melissa Joan Hart. I was like, you were so good on this show. <laughs> I totally get it. This show is so adorable and appealing. We have terrible outfits, but, you know, it's so fun. Um, and then I, I think actually COVID completely, I thought, okay, I might never get to do stand up again. That was what it occurred to me. And then I, was, I sort of was like. Okay, and then I got COVID and I survived and it wasn't so bad. And then I was like racing to the stage. And now I've sort of completely fallen in love, I would say, in the last year with stand-up all over again. Really? Like I've thrown myself back on the road. I'm touring all the time. I'm not going to big giant clubs. I'm just going, I have like a new special. I made a new hour. And that that is like, I hate to say it, but this is pretty fun. But the day my daughter was born, the world went to Technicolor. I mean, that was the most, that's the most fun I've yeah. ever had. I look back at those days like yeah. when, when I had the babies and I go, oh, I'd go back to then. I go back to Monday nights. Monday nights, we had a, a a nanny. My wife worked and I was on the road. And so we had a nanny like two days a week. I think almost the whole week if I was on the road. But with the days that I was there, she wasn't there. But if I was on the road Thursday and Friday, she'd show up. And uh, Monday night, I'd fly in Monday, and the nanny would be there, and they were the coolest. We had three nannies who all knew each other, and we got like progressively got them. And and what would happen is on Monday nights, they at one point they would all show up, they because they all knew each other, and they would all show up, and I would go to we'd all go to Ralph's, take the girls, and we get uh, food for Monday night football. And Leanne would come home at five. Monday night football started at five thirty, and I'd make a huge dinner for everyone. It was like the fucking great no health concerns whatsoever <laughs> like literally going like drink all day drink all night right wake up the next morning play tennis like it was the fucking those were like the fun days yeah those days those days are magical when they're really little and you have like that whatever your group is of best friends and have all those i, I was reminding when my daughter was like she was maybe two and a half she couldn't say you know when they can't say certain letters yeah 
And she couldn't say L's and she couldn't say R's at the time. And we went to Italy and it was the first time I ever gave her ice cream. And she literally was like down, I can't think, uh, the most famous street in Rome. And I'd given her gelato and and she like was chanting, ice cream, ice cream, like down the street, like ice cream, like this is the greatest thing in the world. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to buy her something really Italian. So we went into the store and this is, and she, and you know, I had my daughter at 44. She's like miracle baby, right? Really? Yeah. And, um, and I'm 38 now, Bert. So that's the best thing about being in California. They can't do math. So she would just, and so there was, when she was about eight, she came home from school and she goes, I learned this new word today. I don't even know how to pronounce it. And I go, what is it? And she goes, N-O. And I go, no, you've never heard it. That's why you can't pronounce it. So when she was really little, she'd just go like this, want it, want it. And you know, they steal everything and put it in the baby stroller and you leave the store and you're like, oh, yeah. you took so much stuff. I'll have to return it eventually. <laughs> so we were in this store in Italy and she goes like this. She goes, we got her a Hello Kitty clock. That's what she wanted. Want it, want it, want it. <laughs> and so I I was with her and she, my daughter's six feet tall. So at the time she's just this very long baby. And she's like draped across me and like three Italians just asleep. It's like 2.30 in the morning. And she wakes up and she goes, mommy! <laughs> in that way that I've like yeah. missed something major. And she goes, Mommy! Big pink cock, want it. Big pink cock, want it. I was like, oh my God. And you know, you can't go to your child. And all these judgy Italians were yeah. like, oh, disgusting. And then she had a frog clock that she loved also. And she was like, fuck cock, fuck cock, big pink cock. And I'm like, oh, toddler Tourette's right over here. And then her best friend across the street, across the street, across the hall in New York, he couldn't say ours and he loved Percy the train. So he'd be like, want to play with Percy? And she's like, big pink cock. And I'm like, this is so awful. Percy <laughs> cock. But it was so like their little, I don't know, everything about it was just divine. The girls, I flew with I would the girls, go back to those days. I flew with the girls from Tampa to LA without Leanne. Oh God, and, and how, what age? Uh, they were, I, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to guess, they were wearing, uh, they were out of diapers. Okay. So I'm gonna say, let's just say that's a good time. Let's say four and two or three and five, right oh, around there. Yeah, and horrible to travel. Horrible. Horrible. But I got it locked down. I got iPads set up. I got them yeah. in nightgowns. It's uh, I got I got uh, everything set up. I got them all locked in. Right. Uh, I feel good. I have great noise head noise reduction, like in your custom in your monitors. Uh -huh. I can't hear a thing. Everyone's dialed in. I put my headsets in. I grab a double jack on the rocks. We're done. I'm, I got it. All of a sudden, <laughs> this woman next to me taps me and goes, is that like this? I can't see what you're saying. I pull out one ear, in-ear monitor. I go, I'm sorry. She goes, your daughter? And I said, yes, those are my daughters. And I put it back in. She goes, your daughter? And I pull out and I go, excuse me? She goes, are those your daughters? I said, yes, they're my daughters. And as I put it back in, she taps me. And she goes, your daughters need you. I take the other ear out. And as I turn... Georgia at the top of her lungs is going, I threw up in my vagina. I threw up in my vagina. I threw up in my vagina. She had thrown up in, into her panties and that's where it landed. And I was like, fuck. Flight attendant came over. I was like, I go, I can't handle this. I don't know what to do. If I touch throw up, I'm going to throw up. And she goes, we've got it. We've got it. I walked up. They cleaned up Georgia. I was like, I don't know what to do. The flight attendant came back with another double jack on the rocks. She goes, it shouldn't happen again. I think you're going to be fine. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. I throw up in my vagina. I remember when my, the thing when they're little is the period of time, that grace period between I'm going to throw up and they're throwing up is non-existent. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I have to throw up. Like they're doing it. And my nephew, we were going to the Harry Potter premiere 
And I had a talk show at the time. So I was in like, had to go and meet Daniel Radcliffe. He, he was going to be on the show the next day. And I remember that I knew I was ready to have children because my nephew, my little one, Robbie, who's, you know, 20 something now, turned to me and said, Auntie Carol, I'm going to throw up and then just throw up all over me. <laughs> and I had I'm like, can you pull over? And then I had to just clean myself up oh. in like a 7-Eleven. And then I'm sure everyone who met me was like, oh, God, she smells what, like baby puke. Isn't it nice? How old's your daughter now? My daughter's 14. Oh, that's the that's when they turn, huh? Oh, th- she's given me so many good jokes that oh. this might be my favorite. Having a 14-year-old and being a comedian, it really feels like the heckler followed me home from the club. Oh. That's not funny. Ew, yeah. what happened to your face? Nothing. Can I please pluck your eyebrows? You're haunting. Don't touch me. You look scary when you smile. I'm going to cry. Don't cry. You're not a victim. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but but she's so sweet and loving, but she, it's the barrage. How old are yours? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, 16 and 18. George's. Oh, they're already in, 16 and 18. Yeah, George's in college and Isla is Isla. My parent. I was going to name our daughter Isla. Really? After the island, I-S-L-A-Y. That's where we're from. Oh, no, no. Mine's named after a drunk aunt Leanne had. Wait, I-S-L-A? Like, just I-L-A. Oh, wow. Yeah. She is running buckshot over my mom. My parents are in town because Leanne's in Vietnam and she is running. Why is Leanne in Vietnam? Uh, she is. Uh, she's girl's trip. Her and her friends went to Vietnam. One of her friends does business in Vietnam. And her mother-in-law is one of the most famous Vietnamese women. She did a, she did, did you ever see the movie uh, when, Heaven, when Heaven and Earth Changed Places? No. Heaven and Earth, it's an Oliver Stone but movie about Vietnam. that's what happens Vietnam. to me when I wear Spanx. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> With my kidney and liver. Sorry. No, so no. She's in know. Vietnam. She's in Vietnam. And, yes. and, and Isla is, has not gone to school in three days. This, this morning, this morning I get up and I'm get I, my, I'm going out to work out and my mom's like, uh, Isla's staying home again today. And I go, mom. And she goes, and my mom didn't want to drive on the one-on-one. So oh. she's like, she's like, you know what? She's not feeling well. I, Leanne comes home tomorrow. I'll let Leanne deal with all this. And I was like, oh, so then I get a text from Leanne in the Seoul airport. She's like, did Isla really stay home again? And I was like, yeah, she stayed home for the the whole week. She stayed home. Is she sick or is she just not no, going? She's run. She's she's got my mom. My mom just is. Is your mom here all the time? No, she, my mom and dad are out here uh, for this week, and then um, and then they go back. I've been living with them. They're let, staying at my house. Enjoy every second of it. I don't have my parents anymore. Oh, I literally sh- cried the other day. Just I still how much I miss my mother. Can you text me that tonight at dinner? Yeah. Just be patient. Be patient. You know what it is? It's an opportunity to show compassion every time you see a parent. I'm going to enjoy that. My dad and I got into an argument. How old last are they? Night. Uh, old. No, no. Uh, 75. Okay, that's not old. Yeah, they're 75. Uh, my dad. Uh, Who's who are you? Who are you? Are you uh, more like mom or dad? Oh, I'm well. As a parent, I'm deaf. I, I am more like my mom, but as a parent, I emulate my dad. Isn't I'm it a- weird? We're either completely emulate our parent, or it's 180. Yeah. I, I always get that wrong. Is it 180 or 360? 360, you're all the way back around, so you'd emulate. Okay, yeah. 180. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 360. Like, she did you're a total 360. You yeah. mean she's standing exactly where exactly. she was? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I did the complete turnaround. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, my dad, I, 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 uh, hope, I, just, I hope he never hears this, but this is what happened last night. I'm sure he will never hear it. I'm hoping. I did a joke that my dad didn't like. He didn't speak to me for a year. Really? Mm-hmm. What was the joke? 
When my parents got divorced, my mother just said, your father won't be home for dinner ever again. And then I said, um, and Christmases are awful when you have divorced parents because, you know, we'd be sitting around the phone on Christmas Day and I'd have to call my father and he and we and my sisters and I would go, um, ask me if got the shirt. Ask him if you like my present. And my mother would always say, ask him if he's happy. He ruined our lives. And he would always say, no, no, yes. No, no, yes. <laughs> anyway. He's dead now, so he can't get mad at me, but he would. Okay. How did he pass? I had lung cancer. Oh. Oh. Hold on. My, my. Did your mom have cancer too? Yeah. How the fuck do I know that? Because. Was your mom, was your mom an obstetrician? No, my dad was. And your mom was a gynecologist? No. That's hilarious. An obstetrician gynecologist like that. No, Wait, how, it, am I, that's how am all I guessing one. this? Because my father, my joke is my mother. My oh, I must have seen it in your act. I'm, He's not I'm my sorry. Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then yeah, you yeah. also yeah. ran into me. I'm sitting here me. going, how the fuck do I know this? Because you ran into me once. Um, and I was in like 37H on the airplane and you were in first class. And you came back and you said, you're the real deal. You're the real fucking deal, Caroline. And I was like, that's so nice of you. That's so nice of you. I'm here in the toilet. And then you're in, you're, you're, you're flying the plane, Bert? Okay, you were, you were in first class. I was probably drunk. And it was when I was um, taking care of my mom. So that oh. could have very well been what it was. So anyway. my dad, so, so I get off the road. So you're like your dad. I'm like my okay. dad. I'm like my dad. Is he funny? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, but not. Where is the unbridled joy from? Uh, my mom, yeah. my mom, my mom, my is, mom too. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I said, to, I said to Peter the other day, so yeah. I, 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 this is a little, it's, it's everything you need to know, but it's, it explains the, the fight. Uh, when we were in tour in Europe, my trainer and my assistant said, don't eat that. You're, 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 you've had enough. And it triggered something in me and I, it, I, I lost it. I didn't not lost it yelled, but I said, no one ever tells me what the fuck to do. Don't ever tell me what to do. Don't ever tell me what to eat. I'll eat everything. If you tell me, if you tell me not to eat that, I'll order nine pizzas and I'll eat all of them just to fucking spite you. And right. it was, it was, it because was a little, I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, I am a Scorpio. And so it was a little off putting for them. And they were like, but, the, but we all figured it out. It was fine. So my dad, uh, I get off tour. I'm, I've been touring pretty aggressively. And I'm with my trainer, and I get on the scale yesterday, and I weighed in at 261. And my trainer was like, okay, that's where we're starting. And uh, and she goes, I bet a lot of it's inflammation. And my dad goes, whoa, hold on. I got to tell you I got to tell you what to eat. I got to control him. And tonight, we're eating nothing. We're eating nothing tonight. And it's, it is where that thing, that trigger that happened on the bus with my in Europe, and they saw it. And my assistant was like, Got in the car to go to radio after that. He was Were like, you non-reactive to that? I shut, I shut down. I shut down. Okay. And so um, he goes, he goes. Uh, I completely understand what happened now in Europe. That your dad does that. And I said, yeah. I said, I can't. I can't say anything to him. I can just bite my tongue. But I can't have other people do 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 it to me also. So then yesterday I get on the scale and I lost five pounds. And my dad goes, it's a lot of water weight, buddy. And I go and. Peter was like, what? Like, holy shit. So last night I tell him, I said, I, he, I said, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm doing good with my health. And this is his biggest concern. And I said, you know, I lost five pounds. And he goes, well, yeah. And I go, hold on. I go, why don't you just celebrate it? And then that was the beginning of the argument. So I said, you, and, 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 and I, I said, and then. What's his weight like? Uh, he, well, he's, so when he was doing very well in life, he got up to 270. And so he thinks this is indicative of of our of our of our our DNA 
is that when you're doing good, you start eating a lot and drinking a lot. Well, if it was medieval get, times, yes, but yes. not now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, and so now he's like 220, he's maybe 210. He, but he's in, he's, he's got the gout. So that's messing with him. And so yeah. there's a lot going on in his head. And he just, and I think he's always concerned about my health. So you both have like t- hot points about weight. What uh, yeah. is your relationship to weight? Um, I, so I was never, I've, I've never considered myself fat. And it's so, so crazy. I don't see myself as fat. I don't see you as fat yeah. at all. Um, you should tell the internet that. The, the, uh, the. <laughs> Dear internet. <laughs> no, but, uh, I, I'm, I grew up very in shape, always very, very athletic. And what were your sports as a kid? Baseball. Baseball was my sport. And how and tall are you? Six one. Okay. And so I. Never saw myself as fat. I, I hung out with an actress one time whose husband was a a really big uh, action star. And it's gonna, I think anyone can figure out who this is. But uh, she said, you know, what's interesting about him is that he was fat as a kid. So he always thinks he's fat. Like he'll always, yeah. he'll always be that fat, fat kid. Eyes. Yeah. And I go, really? And so I think I have the opposite where I was, was skinny as a kid. So I always see myself as skinny. I always see myself in shape. I look at my good parts. Like I tried to do that to That's my wife. Good. Well, yeah, I look at my shoulders and I go, God, I look great. I don't look at my belly. I don't look at my thighs. I look at my shoulders and I go, I'm looking good. I told my wife that. She goes, I don't like my body. And you I said, just, just look at your tits. <laughs> just get a mirror that ends at the shoulders. Yeah. I, yeah. You yeah. don't need a full body. No. That was my joke in like 1989. I have an eating disorder. I have the opposite of anorexia. I think I'm thin. <laughs> I'm in a big support group. We all sit around in skin tight clothes going, is this too baggy to wear? <laughs> I did get the greatest insult of my entire life in Scotland. Have you played Scotland? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? I love it. It's so great. I love it. Once you get past their ridiculous, like, when they go, when they literally have an expression to not laugh, they go, nay bother. You're like, seriously? (laughs) But I walked into a department store and the woman said to me, I go, is this too big on me? And she said, quite the opposite, madam, quite the opposite. (laughs) And I said, oh, I said, oh, thank you. And then I was like, oh, no, not thank quite you. the opposite. Quite madam. the opposite, madam. Quite the opposite. <laughs> Such a good slam. So you identify as in shape. Yeah. Yeah. I actually identify as the best shape of my life. <laughs> I know that's crazy, but I'm like physically very fit. Right. Yeah. I'm busy, like I'm actually very physically fit right now. <laughs> I would love to be skinnier in the in the belly area, but my like I'm strong. I'm the strongest I've ever been. Uh, yeah. What's I'm, your What's your workout? Uh, I work out every day. I do. I run or, or row, and then I do uh, high intensity training. So like uh, today, today we did. I, bench I know press. what hit is with the two eyes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I only know that because it's what is on my Apple Watch. But I have a personal trainer who travels with me, and I. And because it's amazing, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of just trying to to keep allowing myself to live my lifestyle. So I only work out to live my lifestyle. Right. If I got rid of drinking, I probably would just I mean, I would be tiny. I'd, I'd lose all the weight. OK, so what's your relationship with drinking? It's a fucking the best relationship of my life. It is. Oh. And, and started at what age? Uh, 22. 22 is the first is when I. Became the partier of the year. Yep. It's when I met the Russian mafia. And I remember drinking with those guys and being like, being like, oh, this is like, this is like a real social lubricant. And I was making them laugh and I didn't speak their language. So like to make them laugh, you know, with whatever broken Russian I had was, I remember going, I want to, I think I could be a comedian. I think this is, this, 
This would be fun. And everyone always said I was a funny guy, but I wasn't a big drinker at school. And then I got back to college and my girlfriend had cheated on me with my best friend and I and I didn't know how to deal with those emotions and I kept drinking. And I kept drinking to be the life of the party so that you, you couldn't see that I was hurt. Right, right. And, uh, and then I got discovered by Rolling Stone Magazine and now it's a brand. My my first Russian boyfriend, I, well, my first and only, when I I was had moved to New York and he would get words wrong all the time and he would say, this is your all true, for a low cut shirt, he said, how do you say that, Cleveland? I was like, very funny, ironic, flat city. And then he would say, meet me at the building with the revolting door, like revolving. All right. And we would get, and then he said to me once, I want to make fuck to you. And I was like, no, to make no, fuck to you. no. <laughs> and actually said this to me, put your left breast in your mouth. And I'm like, no, no, no. And if put I find it, I can't do that. I'm going to kill mouth. myself. No, ah, absolutely not. Great. So eventually I was just like, okay, I can't handle it. But he was sexy, but bad, bad English. Yeah, there's there's something. Okay, wait. So, are you ever answer. sober on stage? Yeah, yeah, well, almost all the time. Okay. Uh, lately, so I'm doing arenas. Any day right now. goes by that you don't have alcohol. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like a dependency that no, you can't I have no quit. Dependency. I have but no you, dependency. you love. You just enjoy how you feel. I enjoy. Well, I get the. You ever get hangovers? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have. I'm, I had a pretty a strong hangover today, but for me, what I do is I go in the gym and I push it really hard, and then they just go away. Right. And so that, so I just, you just got to push through it. Um, I don't really get hangover hangovers like the regular people will do, or I think. Just, I, I think that we've already distinguished that you're not a regular person. I like that. Yeah. That was like, that. <laughs> then you just became full King, King Bert. The, the first time. The when first the, time when I, the surfs drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, when the first time I ever did stand up, uh, uh, a guy, um, Christian Harloff is uh, Hardoff? Harloff. Okay. He's got a podcast called uh Schmoes No Movies, I think. And uh he we were in Tallahassee and I grabbed a Miller Lite and he said, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And I said, What's that? He said, Drink. He goes, if you drink and go up right now, if you get like loose and then go up, you're gonna need to drink forever. And this should be this shouldn't be something that you drink at. It should be work. And I went, Okay. So I didn't drink. I put the beer to the side. I think I brought it on stage with me, but I didn't drink it before I went on stage. Mm -hmm. Didn't touch it on stage. And so I've never needed alcohol to perform. I actually, quite the opposite. I, I'm much better without quite alcohol. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. <laughs> I used to have the same agent, um, uh, my, my old agent, Jackie Kanabi, who I loved. I would go, I would show up at these theaters. I did this big theater tour and every, and I don't drink. And there would be like a table of every alcohol and always some like terrified 20 year old going, I'm so sorry, but we couldn't find the Jim Beam in that particular color or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what Jim Beam is. I don't know what you're talking about. There would always be like literally a table of alcohol. And I go, this is so weird. I accidentally had Ron White's rider. Are you serious? <laughs> and everywhere I went, terrified children going, we couldn't find all the alcohol in the universe. We're so sorry. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. I'm the cookies girl. I hope you like I this marijuana. It's <laughs> exactly. super low grade mids. God damn. The marijuana. Yeah, that would be so funny. Yeah. Sweet, you don't never drank? I drank in my 20s. Yeah, but then yeah, what happened? You 20s. stopped? Didn't like it? It just didn't. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I also didn't like the complete switch of personality. Really? Like, I like being present. I like uh, being. I like being present. I like being present. I don't know. I, I grew like, up around quite a bit of alcoholism that I was not a big fan of. What about your sisters? Do they drink? No. No. One, one sister doesn't drink at all. One, you know. She so what's like, your thing? How do you she go to bed? wine. How do I go to bed? Like, yeah, like, what? I'm going to tell you something. Um, <laughs> the reason it's called menopause is because insomnia was taken. Uh, <laughs> uh, Isla, yeah. hard as I, maybe she's made me laugh in a while. 
Leanne's going through menopause, my wife. Mm-hmm. Said, Be very think, patient. She said, I think I have insomnia. And Isla goes, oh, what's the last thing you remember? And I go, oh, that's amnesia, Isla. <laughs> fucking made me laugh really hard, really fucking hard. Yeah, the menopause thing, I'm just going to tell you what it is. Uh, you wake up one day and you never go back to sleep, but they haven't told you that it's your last night of sleep. And then you're awake between two and five. And it's not productive hours where you can think things. It's hours where you can do one of two things. One, order prostitute clothes from Shane on the Chinese <laughs> website in which I am a size 1200. <laughs> when I, I do my go, measurements. I go in there right now and see what kind of clothes you <laughs> all, order. All prostitute clothes. And they really? all arrive and my mother's like, what, are you a prostitute? Like, why do you order these clothes? I'm like, I don't know. They look cute on the girl. And then, and they're all made of paper. Do you ever order from there? Oh, okay. It's 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 the crappiest. Shane. Shane. S C H E I N. Sheen. Shane. I don't know how you say it. Oh. Yeah, you know what it is, right? And then you just review all your bad decisions, and then, but I want your wife to know that you come out of it. You don't always like at first. All you want to do is trade in all your Mod Podge. I mean, your KY jelly for Mod Podge, and you're like, take me to a craft store right now. And then you're like, okay. Oh, there's an app for I'm it. Done. Is there an app? I think so. Yeah. My wife's get- going through it right now, and she hates it. Well, what year is she in? She just started. She she said to me, we were in the hot tub, and she said, I haven't got my period. And I got excited because I was like, because all the girls were leaving. And so I was like, oh, I'd love a new baby. And she said, no, I, I'm in menopause, shithead. And I went, ugh. Okay, I was that like, I went is from... so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I would love a new baby. I would love, I really, I'm really bummed that I didn't have three because I, I would love a 12-year-old floating around the house right now. It's the greatest thing having a child. It oh. is a gr- she's she's so funny, my daughter. She yells from the room. This is like during COVID. She goes, Mommy, I'm just doing homework. If you're walking down the street and you get um hit by an ambulance, do they throw you in the back or do they call another ambulance? And I was like, <laughs> what subject is this? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what kind of an example is this? I said, I think they would throw you in the back. What yeah. about you? I think they throw you in the back. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I remember literally the day after I turned 50, I was performing in some theater. I always do stand up on my birthday. Really? And I, I have done stand up on my birthday randomly every always, year. Always. Always. And I take my daughter to a pink concert as often as I can on my birthday for my birthday. So I was in some little club in like Illinois in some horrible hotel room with like awful carpeting that would be rejected from a casino. Just like awful. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm having a heart attack. I was in more pain. I thought an elephant was standing on my chest and breaking my back. Yeah. And I was like lying on the ground and I was like, I am not fucking dying here. People magazine is not photographing me on this disgusting carpet. Like <laughs> someone will have a picture and then my last meal somehow will have like show up. Yeah. And um, I, I I literally called and I was like, 911. Or, first of all, I called the hotel and I'm like, call, call 911. What? I can't hear you. And I'm like, oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> Think about it. I'm like, nine one one. She goes, do you need an ambulance? Yes. An ambulance shows up. Two paramedics, maybe nine and 11, show up and weighing a total of 130 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like literally dragging me into the ambulance. I'd be like hit on everything. I go in and it was the day after I turned 50 and they're like into their, uh, and and, I, and my blood pressure was like insane and my heart rate was insane. I was oh, like, for real? oh my God, this is it. Like it, oh, was so terrib- it wasn't just a panic attack. It was no, legit. No, no, no. So I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is terrible. And they were like, uh, they're like uh, f- uh, 50 year old female and I literally go fuck I am not even in this ambulance alone there's some 50 year old in here with me and I'm like oh my god it's me and then I was really gonna have a heart attack I was like no this is 
terrible. And then they go, and then they like saying my weight and my age and in their little, you know, emergency microphone or whatever it is, you know, when they, whatever yeah. you call it. And they go, ma'am. And I go, don't fucking call me ma'am. Like literally with my dying breath, I'm like, don't call me ma'am. And they, they go, um, is there anything we can do to make you feel better? I'm like, yeah, you can stop screaming my age and weight into a microphone. <laughs> anyway, I was having a gallbladder attack. Oh, is and that I, happening here? Oh, yeah. You think you're dying. So gall- I mean, I've had a baby. Yeah. Labor's nothing compared to this pain. I, I think I had a gallbladder attack once on the road. Oh, it's awful. It, it, I it, had seven. For real? Yeah. I refused to go to the hospital because so I was what, so scared of it. What was the thing? What what is What causes gallbladder attacks? Your gallbladder stones are filled with gall. I don't know. They just, they get, when, when I finally went into the doctor because I just didn't want to have surgery. I yeah. was so stupid. And I went into the doctor and he goes, I think I went in at four o'clock and he goes, um, and he looked at my like sonogram or whatever. And he goes, okay, it's too late to do the surgery tonight. Um, can you be in at 5 a.m.? Your gallbladders could literally explode at any moment. And, and I was what like, what happens if they explode? Then you have to have the surgery that goes right through here. They have to cut you oh, open. Oh, fuck. How do I, how do I make sure I have healthy gallbladders? No, you've got to get it checked. Cause now it just looks like I had a fight with like a bad child pirate who was like, <laughs> <laughs> so you got your gallbladders removed? Just the one gallbladder. Oh, you only have one? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I I don't know. Not phoning a friend if they bring back the millionaire show. (laughs) How many gallbladders does it take? Yeah, just one. Okay. I I think I had a gallbladder. You got to get that checked. If you have a high fatty diet, that's what happens. Oh. I I have, um, I go to the doctor every six months. So they'd know. What's the deal with your health? Is it overall good? Perfect. But you're just like, want it to be good. So you just are on top of it. I'm, I'm high. I'm, I'm afraid of death yeah. and I'm, and I'm super corrective. So I want, I want to be, I had a, a, my dad and I got into an argument a long time ago about health and he said, and we had, he had, someone had slipped him edibles and he said, what, I said, well, I feel like you don't like me. And he goes, I love you. And I said, well, how can I make this better? And he said, you need to go to a cardiologist. He goes, I'm afraid I'm going to lose you. So I went to a cardiologist and they did a CT scan and there was one conversation I had with this one nurse. I walked into the Cedar Sinai where they're like uh, they're doing the the calcium scan, and I and the the woman was like, "You don't look good." I said, "I don't want to be like like I was I was depressed. Uh-oh. I was like sad." And she goes, "You know what's wrong?" And I said, "I don't want to be here." She goes, "Let me tell you something, honey. The fact that you walk through that door means that they're never going to roll you through that door." You do not want to be rolled through that door. Those are the people that should be sad. You're going to be fine. And I went, for real? And she goes, you're in front of it. And I, that changed yeah. the way I looked at healthcare. So I go to the cardiologist every six months. I go to the doctor. I get blood work done. Right now I'm on this uh, longevity program. I went to, I went, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty full disclosure about it. But I sent my blood work to a longevity uh, specialist. Yeah. And uh, they prescribed me a bunch of stuff to kind of, uh, lower my blood sugars and and take care of. I'm on testosterone replacement, yeah, and it helps repair your liver. And so right now I'm doing all that, and uh, and so but yeah, I'm, I I I work out like crazy so that I can live my lifestyle. Right. And I, I'm sure one day I'm gonna have to. But how is your liver? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, uh, let's be honest though, it's not good for the liver ultimately. Even if you're doing all oh, the yeah. exercise, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, at I, some point you should be like dry for a I little bit. Think I think I think i'm good give me a fucking moment i have no i'm sorry i have no time that like my, I, everything hap- is happening so fast right now that i just I, i'm watching my schedule just 
just this, fill this up. This is the exciting thing. Okay, so I I did um when I when my daughter was home with me, I studied astrology with this really cool astrologer. And um she was from Israel and she had the most hilarious accent and she would always say, "Don't forget to fuck us. Fuck us all day." And I'm like, "Focus, don't pronounce it's focus." <laughs> And the thing about a Scorpio, the nature of a Scorpio, they really can literally do anything, anything. If you if you show a Scorpio how to do it once, if it's whatever you're learning, however you access your brain, if it's visual, if it's oral, whatever, you have to reach your brain. And when somebody figures out, you know, that's why I wish that they would do that in schools. I wish that they would test. How does this how do we reach your kid's brain? Because it's awful when it's just general and you don't get it. And as a comedian, we have these sort of weird super sixth sense anyway, because we're reading a whole room full of energy all the time. Right. So with the Scorpio, not only do you have that sixth sense that you can really, really feel a crowd, right? You really can, but they will go down into the darkest place on earth and the scariest place and get so close to death. And at the last minute, they will always come up for air, which is what an actual scorpion does. Really? Yeah. But you do have to be, the, 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 I mean, every sign is like the good and the bad, but like the extreme nature of the Scorpio is what you have to watch out for. Like you are so in it one million percent. Oh, that's me. Yeah. That's like me. one million. And plus when you're not in it, you have to really be fixing. You have to fix a house. You have to fix a relationship. You have to fix a problem. That's your MO. Yeah. As I, a Scorp. That's my, that is and what, me what's, too. What's Leanne? What sign is she? Uh, August 20th. Okay. So she's a. Yeah. Well, Leo? no, she's she's a Leo Virgo. She's really more of a Virgo. Probably. I Leanne is I I, <clears throat> I couldn't even explain Leanne. I couldn't even tell you what her <laughs> brain's like. She is So you haven't reached very, her brain yet. She is very just I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Rachel, but like very matter of fact, very says it. If she feels it, she says it. Like I I a lot of people consider it just being a bitch. Right. But like she just she will tell you the truth. Right. And even if it hurts. And she and it she is oblivious to the fact that it's about to hurt you, but that's the truth. Well, that's the other thing about Scorpio is that you're deceptively sensitive. Oh For my somebody god. who is so tough, you are a crier. She oh I'm oh my god, by the way, I've been crying a lot lately. Yeah, like, I've, I've been, been crying, crying a lot lately too, and I hadn't. Really? I hadn't been crying at all for a while. And late something just like I went to my osteopath. You should see him. What's an osteopath? An osteopath is really like um it, it's it's mostly popular in Europe. It's um, a doctor that looks at the alignment of your spine. So if you think of your spine as like railroad tracks yeah. and when your spine is off kilter, your nerves are not properly innervated. So you're not really functioning at a hundred percent. Really? And so, so is it like a chiropractor? No. Well, it's like a chiropractor, a kinesiologist, a muscle tester, an osteopath. It's all of them. It's the highest medical degree. Really? You should really see them because their fingers are so trained. They're like an MRI. <gasps> oh, wait. Do they do stuff like this where they go like tapping? I don't know. Like I, I went to someone one or time. Or jerking off because I can't really tell. Do they do this stuff? Most men do, I would say. No. Yeah. I went to a woman who was uh in a in a place called Kuya in Austin, and she didn't give me an adjustment, but she rearranged my body. And she and and she found what was hurting on me without yeah. even knowing what was hurting oh, on yeah. me. Oh yeah. And they also will tell you like you have trauma in your body, which I believe that we do. And and he'll be like, what happened at age seven? And you're like, nothing happened. Oh, oh, I would love that. I, I would that. fucking love that. Oh, you'd love this guy. I'm trying to find out what my He's childhood amazing. trauma was. Oh, he'll tell you in one session. Really? Yes. Yes. There's a lot of crying. There's. I mean, last time I, 
he's such a genius. He's from, um, oh my God, what's the country right beside Russia? Uh, Ukraine? No, 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 that was the obvious choice, but no. Who does all your amazing artwork? Oh, uh, I've hired people to do them for the, uh, for, uh, like the shows. So I wish I could tell you who, but, uh, I know that the one guy, all the ones in the center was from a guy named Brett Brock. And that was like the beginning of changing my career. Because... Are you hyper organized? No, 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 no. Really? I'm, I'm very chaotic. I'm also a, a little, a uh, bit of a micromanager and a little bit of a perfectionist. But a uh, little bit. But I'm all over the map. I'm all over the map. I'm really bad at like, and I give up on things. Like I looked at my calendar today, tried to look at press in New York, and the the times are in LA times, and I just was like, oh, I want to throw my phone across the wall. I think it's really impressive. I think I think it is Chappelle that elevated it to the fact that now stand up is is like, the job. They're rock stars. When you started, it wasn't the job. No, stand up was the thing that got you the job. Right. That's crazy. And it's funny because I've had all the other jobs and all I want to do is stand up. You've had all of the jobs. I've had all You've the had jobs. All of the jobs. And I have like acting jobs still, but now for the first time, like I was just up for a television show and I literally made the decision. I was like, I don't want to do this part. This is it's much more interesting. I'd rather go do stand up. I'm I'm at this phase where I've done it for so long, and I know this sounds sort of wishy washy, but like if I go in a room and I do stand up and there's like three hundred people, whatever. And I've elevated their mood at the end of it. And they're like a little bit happier than I'm like, okay, that's all I needed to do. It's, uh, I don't have any, I don't, I, my super, I'm not trying to get a series. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a special. There's not something, I, it's not. You could do anything, anything you wanted. You could go, literally walk into any network and they would green light whatever they wanted and order it tomorrow. That's, I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. But, but I, I know how you feel. It's like, it's like being. It's such a gift to get to do it. It's, uh, I, I tried to make this analogy of like, it's like having a microbrewery where you go, I don't, I love making beer and I love people loving my beer. Right. And, uh, and if I went bigger than this, I don't think I'd make the same beer. If I just sold it to Anheuser-Busch, right. I, it's not the same beer. It's not, I, I'm sure it would have hints of my original beer, but I don't want to water it down. And so I, that's, I, I identify with that very much. Yeah. And the, and the, but I, I was so impressed watching your specials, the literal like men are giggling, joyfully uh, giggling. Like I thought, cause I don't really understand men. I grew up, you know, all girls yeah. went to all girls school. I, I I've had conversations with men and I think, are we speaking any kind of, <laughs> did you learn English? Am I, is it me? Yeah. Like I like that weird, I don't understand them, but they, they, they don't feel emotions as deeply. There is something my friend was just telling me, Something in your brain, like we feel it 600 times more than you guys do. I, but I anyway, to see these men like high-fiving each other and like giggling and like men of all ages and they're just like so happy. And you really do come across on stage as very joyful. I, I, I think I share a genetic trait with you is that <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, that's why I was so drawn to your stand-up was that I, it should be fun. It should be fun, and we should be having fun doing it. I can't imagine having to get worked up and angry every day to do stand-up. Like I know. Like, to get on stage and be like... Mike McDonald always said, we don't get paid to be stand-ups. We get paid to leave our families and travel. Oh, that's it. Wow. The rest on stage, it's just like... That's, yeah. That's, uh... Yeah, I, 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 I love... I would do... I would do um, a series. Series are fun. I would do it... I enjoyed, I, so I never wanted to do anything other than stand up. 
And then I got, and then, I, but I, I was on your path. I did stand up. When I started, I did stand up to get the job because that's how it worked. Right. And then at a certain point, uh, I, did, I worked for Travel Channel for like nine years or eight years. Did you do that show the whole time? Uh, I did a, a bunch of different ones. I had a deal there, like an overall deal. So I would do different shows. I had this one called Birth Conquer. I did a show called Scream If You Know The Answer. I did a- Scream If You Know The Answer is the best title ever. Oh, it was funny shit. What was it? It was a game show on roller coasters. So it was hilarious. Oh my God. But- uh, That is genius. It was a really fun so show. So how would you get, how would you ask the questions? I was on the roller coaster with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'd be on the roller coaster hosting the show and being like, in 1899, one person ran through the- And, and they were like, I don't know. Next question. And so it was it was hilarious. Oh my god. It was, it was hilarious. It never it it aired on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. What? So, yeah, I know. I've had a show become that. I'm like, that's so mean. Yeah. That should have been a late night show. Coolio was a guest on it. Uh Coolio was a guest on Sabrina. Was he really? <laughs> because I said this. To, my character said this to him. Word to your mother. I remember <laughs> saying it. And I was in like a garbage outfit. I was like, <laughs> I, I think sometimes I look back when I watch that show and I'm like, in, in many ways, I feel like I'm watching another person. Yeah. Like I remember it, but it's, you know how it is your life before your children and after your children. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, it's a bizarre. <laughs> and the fact it's been on every day since 2000. That's crazy. That's 20 something years. Could, can't do the math. 23. Would it be? Yeah. I've been called witch in every country. That doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. That that it's crazy how much this business has changed from when you started to where you are today. No, like it's, it's crazy. It's uh, not but even... social media is the thing. Like we had none. We would go, and you know, I still want to go do local radio. And they're like, there is no local radio. Uh, and I'm isn't. like, but that's the most fun to do. There's there's local radio in like Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, DC, Tampa, Arizona, uh, Omaha. Obviously, Bob and Tom is still big. But I love Bob and yeah, Tom. But there's the the radio isn't what you used to get, wake up early. I mean, like I, I brought oh, yeah, in. Yeah, we'd have to wake up so early for radio. And you do a radio run. Mm -hmm. And you'd spend, you'd be doing radio until noon. And I went yeah. with a comic. I went with a comic the other day in Tampa. My buddy Mike Calta has a, or Cowhead has a show. And I said, oh, you want to come in and do radio with us? And he was like, I don't know how to do it. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I know it's not like a podcast, but like, what do I do? And I go, what do you mean? And he was like, I don't, can you show me how to do it? And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, yeah, because there was a, there was a little I've taught bit of people an, how to do the radio. There, okay, there's ask, a little art form in doing radio. Ask me because you fall for their things because they all go back to your birth yeah. story and your origin story. You're from Canada. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. You're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. So now ask me where I'm like, where I'm from. Where are you from? The shows are eight and 10 Saturday. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you just answer whatever you need to say. Oh, I would put. I would put, I was so good. I got to be dead honest with you. I was so good at radio yeah. because I would, I, I just knew that everything I had to say had to be a bit. It had to come out funny. Of course. And I had, and I used to go in and drink on air with them. And so I would come in and be like, where's the booze? And immediately you'd get one or two of them and sometimes all of them. And then everything would be loosened up. Right. And it was, I mean, I did radio one time. The, the game-changing radio I did, Elliot in the Morning in D.C. and I remember Elliot in the Morning. Yeah, he's yeah. still there. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I went in, I drank with him. I drank, the whole, everyone drank, and I gave out my wife's phone number. Oh, my 
my God. Oh, but it was like, I think either that or I gave out my password for my Facebook. But it was the funniest. It was the funniest moment. So I said, I said, uh, the number is uh, 323-854. And then they're like, wait, wait, hold on. Don't give out the whole number. I go, don't worry. Don't worry. And I leaned over to Diane, his sidekick, and I went, into her microphone. <laughs> oh my god! And and I mean, it was like immediately my wife calls and like is like it's in L.A. It's like five in the morning, and she goes, "Did you just give out my phone number?" And I go, "No." And Elliot's like, "I think you might. I think you might have whispered into the microphone." I sold out every show in D.C. that weekend. I sold out every. I have since that moment. I've never not sold out in D.C. Because I would go in and do radio. And and Elliot was someone who kind of helped me change the way I did approach business because I came up with this idea of doing a show called a call and sick to work show where you go in, do radio, drink with them until 10, and then drive directly to the club and do a show at 11 o'clock for everyone that called in sick that listened. They'd all call in sick to work and go to the club. They sold out immediately. Morning shows. Morning shows. Morning shows at the clubs. Clubs. Genius! It was. Uh, it I've will, never heard of that. That's the, so good. Sadly, the price point was fifty five thousand dollars. That's the most you could make doing that. <laughs> so, like, it was a lot on your. It was a lot of work for five thousand dollars. I felt like I was like, because if you do a weekend and sell it a weekend, right? Then you're making great money. But for whatever reason, you could only do one show, and it was like, and I do them on Thursday mornings. I do Thursday morning, and then I do Thursday evening at a club close to there. So like I'd do that Thursday morning and then I'd head up to get on a plane after the show and do, um, but so yeah, funny. they were funny shit. I gave out Segura's phone number on that show. Oh my God. Yeah. He had to change his number. Oh my God. I just was like. You are such a naughty child. That's what you are. You're like I, an incredibly silly, naughty <laughs> child that I, is so adorable that you can't really get in trouble. I loved doing radio. That was yeah, so much fun. I know. Fun. Radio was so much fun. Yeah. I still love doing Bob and Tom, actually. Oh, Bob and Tom was it, great. Uh, Tom was the first person to give me, like, he gave me, like, a legit compliment and was like, he's like, you are great on radio. And I was like, thank you. And he was like, you should consider doing radio. And I was like, really? And he was like, you are amazing. And what he didn't know is I had given him every single joke I had in that show. And it, and it made it look like it was off the top. I had, the you know, the j- jokes written down, yeah. but I just... I just was improving everything. And then the next time I went on, I didn't have any jokes. <laughs> and I bombed. And I had taken a Xanax the night before and oh. I was like out of it. I was like, Ugh. oh, yeah. Bombing on that show is not fun. I've done that too. And you did Letterman a lot, right? I know. I just did it once. You did it once? I did it once. And then. Uh, and did, did you hear him go, ha? Which yeah. Is the greatest feeling in the entire world when he made his laugh sound, ha? He. What wh- joke did he laugh at? Uh, I, he's, I was telling him I, I raced, I shovel raced and he said, really? And I said, it's crazy. He goes, how do you race a shovel? And I said, well, first of all, you take the shovel and he's like, whoa. And I, I, what I was trying to say is you sit on the shovel and the stick goes here, but I just was doing this. And he, I was supposed to do three minutes on the show, two and a half minutes, three minutes. I did seven minutes and I and and I had I had him going, but it was the sur- everything about it, and I think you can identify. Well, you did it when you were famous, right? Uh-huh. I did it when I was not famous. Well, no, I mean it wasn't. I did it along the way. But do you remember, like the? I mean, yeah, I was probably known by the time I did it. Yeah, yeah see, I wasn't known. Right. And so when I walked out, when I walked out, 
you know that you're supposed to wave to the audience, but I didn't, I was like, they don't know who I am and I don't know who they are. So I, I was like, kind of raised my hand and I was like, <laughs> and then, and then I wanted to sit down and, I, and you want to wave to Paul, but I yeah. don't know Paul. Oh, so I was like, I was like, Hey, like it was really awkward. And then, and then David said, David Letterman said something and I laughed. And as soon as I laughed, my giggle, he gave me the look he get the look where he, you go, Oh, we're he's playing now like and i it and i and i couldn't stop giggling i giggled through the whole fucking interview I, wait did you only do an interview i just did an interview you didn't do stand-up on i didn't it? do stand-up i just did an interview oh wow no i always had to do okay do you want to hear something funny when Please. i was doing one time when i was on um terrell owens to did you touch did you touch him of course he is so. the, he is the most physically fit human being I've ever felt. I put my arms around him and his back was like an alien's back. It was so big. <laughs> and I and I immediately had to go to the front and feel the front. Like I just felt the back and I went, whoa. And he was like, yeah, I know, right? He's all, <laughs> T.O. is awesome. Okay, so I was booked on that show. I was booked on Letterman and it was when Letterman was like, Eddie booked, I, I'd done it a few times and and it would be like, you know, it used to be like you'd be booked on Letterman and then you'd book yourself at Caroline's or somewhere that you're like, I want to use this plug for somewhere. Yeah. So I must have been booked and then the date changed four times at least. So I finally get on and, you know, like you get hair and makeup and like stylist and you're at like maximum capacity short of surgery. You're not going to look any better. Like, yeah. and you practice your set, you know, because Letterman was so fussy about getting the exact wording right. Yeah. I would practiced my set. I had gotten it down and... So it was supposed to be me and Jeff Goldblum. And it was supposed to be me doing stand-up and panel and Jeff Goldblum. And at the last minute, they go, oh, Tio is coming on too. And I go, oh, who's that? And Kostaki, my daughter's father, yeah. who I was with at the time, goes, um, uh, you anyway, you would do you like football? I do. Oh, you would you should talk to him. He literally knows everything about Kostaki. Any any do you know I'm, Kostaki? I, I think I did. I think I met him at Bob and Tom one time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because he has a thing there every week. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I go in, of course, to meet T.O. because I have to talk to everybody. And as my daughter goes, Are you incapable of not having a social interaction with every human you come in contact with? And I go, I am incapable. I am sorry. I'm sorry, honey. And um, so we <laughs> like we'll get on an elevator and she goes like this, don't talk to people. Don't talk to people. Hi, where are you guys going? Nope, nobody's on the elevator to talk to you, mommy. I do that Nobody. too. Yeah, I can't help it. I'll tell if someone's eating something good, I'll go over and sit with them and go, "What are you eating today?" Oh yeah, and, uh, I'm like, your tag is out. <laughs> where, uh, you can actually use this as you, you can identify with this. I have a joke that some celebrities are very intimidating. I'm the kind of celebrity where fans eventually say to me, "I've got to go." <laughs> I had a fan one time. Go, hey man, I'll I'll take a picture with you. I know you like this, and I went, no, I I, mean, I don't mind it, but like it's not like it's for me. Yeah. yeah. Will you take a picture? Okay. All right. So I walk into To, and I was on Sabrina at the time, and he said, "I go, you are." I said to him, "I go, you are one of my boyfriend's fantasy guys." I don't say fantasy football. I don't say it correctly. And Kostaki is looking at me like he's gonna kill me. Uh, and I and he, and I go, and he looks at me like. Don't ever say that ever again. And I go, you're one of my boyfriend's fantasy guys. And he goes, cool. And he goes, you're that crazy witch from television. And I go, yes, I am. And then we're chatting. And then um, I said, well, break a leg. And he goes, what does that mean? I said, break a leg means, you know, that's what actors say to each other for good luck just before you go on. I go, so break a leg. And he goes, okay, great. And then Kostaki's like, never fucking tell any man that I am his fantasy guy or he is my fantasy guy. And I'm like, okay, sorry. I didn't realize out of context, whatever. I think he knew. So he goes down and 
He literally talks like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was living with my grandmother at the time, and I'm like, what is happening? And Letterman, who's about to then go, coming up next, we have Caroline Ray goes, coming up next, we'll be back with more T.O. And I'm like, oh, my God. <gasps> I got bumped. And Eddie comes up, and he's like, I am so sorry. I don't know how I had the balls to do this. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I have been working on this set for a year. Like, no. I was so mad. I was like, no way. Norma, Norma I'd be like, okay, now? Yeah. Who I am? I'd be like, what are you going to do? Yeah. So T.O. comes upstairs and he goes, hey, witchy poo. Uh... He goes, did I break a leg? And I go, you did. Did. did so mad hey next week in the game i hope you blow your acl hey guess what <laughs> bert the next day he broke his leg are you fucking kidding i'm not kidding look it up kidding? next day he broke his leg oh shut the fuck up yeah shut the fuck up and then he played in the super bowl because he they said he would never heal and he goes god is my doctor remember that yeah he, he broke his yeah i remember I, I bet i could picture i wonder what year that was because there was a time where tio was it up making when the rounds broke his leg. When T.O. was making the rounds. Maybe and 2005? I did a TV show with him. And he was, he was, I mean, alarmingly honest. I remember saying. Good Lord. I'm like, <laughs> here, Caroline burping for an hour. It's really nice. I said to him on the thing, and it was like a, it was like a sex show type show. Or I don't know. I don't remember what it was. It was on Comedy Central. It's a pilot. And I said, how long are you supposed to last, last during sex? And T.O. goes, oh, I don't know, like a minute, two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I go, really? And he goes, yeah, I mean, the point is to, is to get done with it, right? I mean, that's the end is the best part. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, and normally, like, everyone else is like, I last all night long. But T.O. was just like, a minute, two minutes? Like, it was just so. Okay, help me fix this joke. I'm trying to write a joke about um, dating men in the military. <laughs> Ooh. And how. I go, they're not big on foreplay. It's just like the airline says, military like to board first. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, and then I said, of course, if you have sex with someone in the military, the protocol is then to say, thank you for your service. And <laughs> but I, I, I had a little fling with an army ranger. And I think <laughs> I said, I, I think he had abandonment issues or uh, intimacy issues because after sex, I went to the bathroom and he parachuted out of my bedroom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I go, I always want to know when it comes to this is how my brain works with comedy these days. I want to know the secret. <laughs> like, like I want oh, yeah. I want to hear this thing that there's I, I I there's like uh see that's how I process so I'll make everything a joke. Everything is true. Uh, yeah. But it won't be the direct. Occasionally I'll just tell. Like I have a joke thing lately, aging, I really like it'd be great to be young again. But you have a wisdom in aging that you don't in your youth. Like there are things you understand now, like open mouth kissing a dog and murder. I totally understand both now. And there was a time when I thought they were awful and disgusting. Now I'm like, oh, of course. And like you read a story, I'm like, oh no, she murdered him. She, yeah. she ordered a cruise. They've never been on a cruise. And then she rushed him, threw him off the balcony and killed him. And then she went home and made out with her dog. Like I get it. Yeah. What time is it, Bert? I don't know. What time do you have to be out of here? Uh, what time is it? 12, 12, 16. No, I'm fine. What time do you need to be out by? Probably at 1230. Okay, perfect. Okay. Perfect. Um, wait, tell me about the Army Ranger. <laughs> See, that's the part I want. Like, that's where, and like, I want to know the the like weird thing. No, he's like literally the handsomest man I've ever seen in my for entire real? life. No, for real. Like, it literally makes me stupid. Like, and I'm, I think I'm a smart woman and 
and be like, if he's like, what's your favorite color? I'd be like nine. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? He's so handsome. I know what it feels like to be a man, I think, because I look at him objectively and go, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like I get yeah. it when a man is like dumbfounded by a woman's beauty. Yeah. I never understood. Like this man is so handsome. Really? It's ridiculous. Age it's appropriate? Ridiculous. Age appropriate? <laughs> no. <laughs> Younger than you? Everyone is at this point. Of no. course he is. No, yes. Yes, he's younger. Yes. I couldn't date someone younger than me. I, I wouldn't call it dating what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the word I would use. No, no, I wouldn't. No, that's not. That's not a verb that comes to mind. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, seriously. I can't even. I love that you're a fan of <laughs> No, I am. I'm not getting. Sometimes when you text me, I'm like, oh, my God. I can't look at the phone. I can't look at the phone. I can't look at the phone. No, it's ridiculous. Who's the biggest crush you've had on someone? No, um, I mean literally, it's just like I've uh I don't know. I don't like I I I think I Your 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 Scorpios are loyal to a fault. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think I've ever was I, I'm not wasn't really ever in the game of, of hooking up. Right. What how did you how old were you when you got married? Twenty nine. No, 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 uh, thirty. I was twenty nine when I met Leanne. And so and and there period there was a period of time. I I, I got deflated I don't know the right way to say this is uh I'd seen a girl on TV that I and I was and I had said I can't imagine the guy who's lucky enough to hook up with her and then I hooked up with her and I was like oh this isn't oh I got really too close to the trees and I was like once you get this close you can see the like the brokenness and I was like oh and oh. I almost I kind Let of me guess was out. she a porn star no no, oh, no. Okay. she was a she was a, a actress oh and it's just it, well if you don't think the v- porn stars are actresses you're very wrong no <laughs> <laughs> i uh i've met i've met a bunch of my porn star my favorite porn stars lately um and i said i said something one time to one i go i think i'd be i was trying to i was trying to find the hum- humor in it but i go I think are those I- the sprinklers that's such a funny joke <laughs> What? When you said you think about there's no porn in the world that when you're in the middle of having sex, the woman goes from a blowjob. Oh, yeah. Are the sprinklers on? Are the sprinklers on? We got to get him to change those days. <laughs> the, uh, I told one of the porn stars, I said, I think I'd be powerless over you. Like, I, I've never cheated on my wife, but I go, I think. I think if you did, so, if uh-huh. you made the move on me, I don't know if I could, I don't know how I'd react. I might have bothered my wife. She was like, that's like saying you cheat on me with her. And I said, no. Right. She goes, well, that's me. what you're saying. It sounds like that. And it was the only time she's, my wife has the best sense of humor, but she goes, there's no one I'm powerless over. I go, what about Dwight Yoakam? And she was like, well, that's different. Well, and I went, with or without the hat on. There's uh, a whole bunch of power that gets put I, back. Sadly, I think, she likes him, I think she likes him without the hat. My wife's well, now, got weird taste. Can I tell you, my go-to fantasy guy, this is so, this was like my whole brain on aging. Oh, and by the way, when I met the military person, he literally came up to me and he's like, I had such a crush on you when I was a kid. And I'm like, normally I'm like, no, no, I will never hook up with anyone who could ask me whether or not the cat was real. You know what I mean? Like, no, big no, no, no. And then I'm like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm a grown ass man. I was in the army and I'm like, oh, he could lift me. And I'm, I'm a grown that's, that's, ass man. I'm a grown ass man. I was like. Uh, faint. Um. <laughs> I want to see a picture of this guy so bad. I no, just, I will I just show you see, a picture. I see short hair, chiseled jawline. <laughs> it's, no, I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. It's like I, I'm like, I have to look away. I'm like, he's so handsome. It's so stupid. Anyway, 
What were we talking about one second ago? Uh, Not him. About uh, uh, crushes, porn oh, okay. stars. Yeah. So my big crush, I thought James Gandolfini was the sexiest man on oh, earth. Yeah. Not lean. Like big, fat, disgusting Tony Soprano. Yeah. Like, which also, I don't know what my subconscious is thinking. And I used to have this fantasy that I would have sex with him in a steam shower. Like I would have, the, it would, the dream would come like once or twice a year. It was like, oh, I'm having my yeah. great. And I knew that it was, I was getting much older. I woke up from having that dream and all I thought was, oh my God, the tile in that shower was so beautiful and the grout matched it seamlessly. <laughs> it's like, you couldn't even tell the difference in the colors. And I was like, all right. You know, you don't have the go-to fantasy dream. Uh, and I agree with your wife. If you said you were powerless, she was saying it would have happened. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I I've never cheated on her, and I'm but no, and you wouldn't put yourself in the position. But you were saying to the girl, I, I was saying to her because she was really beautiful. Um, there are like people that I go, like uh, I saw Charlize Theron in uh, in whatever the latest. Uh, Charlie's fact, Theron movie. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. And I was like, she, Angelina Jolie. Charlie's dated a friend of mine in the 90s, many, really? many years ago. And I remember we were having dinner together and I, I thought, please, please, please stop sitting beside me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it bad that my agent's calling or good that my no, agent's calling? No, it's good. Calling? What are they saying? I don't know. You've got another show. You've got another podcast. You've got another tour. You've got. No, I think we sold a show yesterday. This is the show I want to do. Maybe you can make it happen. What's that? It's called Virgin Travelers. Keep going. I want seven people that have never left their town, and oh, I want to take them somewhere. Thought they're actual virgins. <laughs> well, they probably are. I don't know that. <laughs> no, how much fun would that be? Well, I guess you can't test it. Jesus. Unless they're geishas. Your show was so no, wrong. It, no, Virgin Travelers, and I thought I was just picturing. Oh my god! Dudes. I'm so naive. It didn't even occur to me that that was what it was. Yeah, yeah. Virgin dudes. Because I, I had a guy in my front row. The other day, and I big, love yeah. I love this honesty. I said we were talking about we were talking about I made a joke about dick size and what it's like to be a guy. The first time you realize you don't have a big dick when you right. walk into showers with the other guys, you're like, oh my god, oh what the fuck? I've been working with too small of a sample size. It's me and my cousin. He's five. Shit. And so I said to the guy, "Do you have a big dick?" And he goes, "No." And I said, "Well, wait. Has anyone told you that?" And he goes, "No." I said, "Well, what have they said?" And he, and he's just very vulnerable. He goes, "I'm a virgin," and I said. Uh -huh really and he was like yeah and i was like oh i fucking love this guy i love this guy and then this girl really hot goes i want to kiss him and i was like okay and then she came over sat on the stage and he they made out and we put the spotlight on them and the place went fucking bananas and i just went that guy just had the best and he was by himself he had this poor fucking kid see those moments are greater that those things no one will understand that you can film anything but nothing is more amazing than a live experience that will never be repeated ever yeah, and you that we're the only people in the world experiencing at that time yeah. and it's that crazy magic that happens it's uh it's re it was really amazing but i love virgins now i'm meaning meaning that came out wrong wow like, please that be the let that be the clip <laughs> caroline ray's on this week i love virgins <laughs> i uh i love like i love i i've had two in scenarios that one and i did a show for spike one time and the guy goes and i and it was uh it was supposed to be like a like counter view like I have two opposing views and I'm just hammering them. Hey, tell me about you. But it was weird things. It was like a zombie, a guy who <laughs> like believes in zombies versus a, a guy who works at a funeral parlor. And so, but we had these two guys. I don't remember who that one guy is. So it was a political show. It was, uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. It was a real political show. It was all based on video games. It was called Fresh Baked Video Games. Oh my and God. so I said, I said to the one guy, 
uh, how would you have lost your virginity? And the guy goes, 17. I said, how about you? And he goes, 18. And then I go, okay, how many women have you been with? And then the other guy goes, hold on. I said, what? And he goes, I'm lying. I said, what? And he goes, I'm a virgin. I don't know why I lied. I don't know why I lied. And, I went, and it was the most beautiful moment you could have on a TV show. Never, never aired, never made it because they, you know, they just take it out. They don't want right. to. But I said, why did you lie? And he goes, just wanted you to think I was cool. He goes, I, I've never been in love. And, I, and it's like the most fucking awesome. You know what? That's what it is. Like any sitcom in the world, you do it. And it's so fun. And, and the only magic really that happens on a sitcom because you've rehearsed all week is if you come up with a new line that moment. Yeah. Just like, you know, when you're writing material and you have one new joke, it makes everything new. Yeah. But in stand-up, that magical thing that like, I, I always, when I was freaked out when I first started, because I was like, I have a skill that I can't see. I can't practice it. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I can practice it by doing it, but it's that, and then the longer you do it and the more you trust that you're connected to wherever it's coming from. Yeah. It's just, I'm a channel. And it's going to come out. And That's then when it comes crazy, out like yeah. that, and that kind of magic happens where you get that virgin who and the girl who kisses him, it's it's a higher high than anything anybody can experience. Yeah. That's why when I come off the road, I'm depressed. I have a, I have a we, we call it reentry. Yeah. My wife calls it reentry because you, you, you're on a vibration. Yeah. Like, you're, like it is crazy that what you said, I can't really, I can't really show you my talent. I can't really see it myself. Right. I know that I can channel it when I ha I need to. Right, and I trust it. And, and even sometimes you'll be telling a joke, and you'll be like, "Why is that funny?" I know. Why did that work? You can't even tell. Or if you move your body in a particular way, yeah, and you do some kind of physical comedy, <laughs> yeah, and people yeah. are so laughing, and you're like, "What was that?" Yeah, it's. It, I think that's what it is to do stand up this long. You have to really trust where it's coming from. What are you? So when you're touring right now, what's your what's your tour look like? My tour is like nothing weenie, like little tiny clubs. And I love it. Yeah. I literally you, have been, How often are you out? Like three weekends a month. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And do you do the full weekend or you just do one-nighters? Uh, this weekend I'm going to, uh, tonight I'm at the Irvine Improv. Oh, really? Yep. And then I haven't headlined there in like 20 years. Oh After ten, Ava was born in 2008. I took 10 years off. After her birth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like- I'm not giving up this time to not be with my child. That's and great. only now can I be okay. Like, I know she has plans on the weekends and it's okay to not be, you know. Is Kostaki here? Yeah. And Kostaki tours a lot. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I like, I might go to Edinburgh this summer and go and do it oh, again. Yeah. I might, I really feel like I'm starting over in many ways. I'd never played the comedy store. I started playing it like a year ago. Are you serious? I know. I I love that club. Oh, I love. Club. It's such a great club. It's such a great club. No, I want to like. I I, I just I love doing stand up again. Yeah, that's so. You know awesome. what? My mom didn't have a voice at this age. I will never give mine up. That's a very powerful statement. That's a very powerful statement. That's no, true. Women, our voices are diminished as we age, and I will not buy into that. I think it's complete bullshit. I wish I could shut my wife up. We should get you out of here. It's twelve thirty. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. What else? What else do I need? Well, to I'm going to tell you this. I fully understand my uh, nephew's adoration of you. For real? For real? I oh. think you're fantastic. Oh, that means you're me. hilarious, and you are so fully authentic, which is such a word right up there with community, which makes me vomit. And when people say "welcome in," I'm like, to the store. It's not a full fucking sentence to say "welcome in," but I know that sounds puke to say authentic, but you are. Oh, thank you. And I'm you very happy much. for all your success. Oh, I am so. I am so blown away that i can know you because i like it's it's <laughs> right. it's just well, I, I, you're I'm gonna sure. come to the next auction i can seriously i, would love I need you to come to a saint jude auction in florida in case you're there uh saint jude is my guy 
Are you serious? I'm a hardcore. I have, a, I have an issue with the St. Jude people oh. because because they, I offered to donate. I used to do this thing called uh, waitstaff raffle at the end of my shows. I would pass around a bucket oh, you're and so everyone good. would throw in money. And then we'd take all the waitresses and waiters' names and, on a piece of paper. And we'd pull one and they'd win like $1,300. And it was a game changer. Did I mean, they buy a calf? Uh, no. <laughs> No, 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 but it was what they'd say they'd buy. Like one girl one time was like, oh, my God, I can afford my diabetes medic medication. And everyone's like, what the fuck? One woman, the best one, the best one ever, the best one ever, Lexington, Kentucky at uh, at the upstairs. Copy off Broadway, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a black dude wins. Now, stereotypically, black dudes don't, whenever they won, they wouldn't show emotion. They try to be cool and, and may say something slick. And uh, black dude wins, and he comes up. I think his name's Kevin, and he goes, he's like, "Nice, it's nine hundred dollars." He goes, "Nice, nice, thank you, thank you." And he starts crying, and I go, what, "By this way, this is how emotional I am. I could cry telling you this story." Uh, he goes, "Thank you." I go, "Kevin, you seem emotional." He goes, <sighs> "He goes, uh, next weekend is my daughter's thirteenth birthday. I didn't have enough money." To Don't get her a present, me. let alone to uh, to uh, throw her a party. And now with this money, I get to be the parent she thinks I am. And I'm like, Hurt. oh, I start sobbing. The crowd starts sobbing and people start running $100 bills up to him. Just get her fucking, get her a fucking horse, man. Get her a pony. <laughs> and this it fucking, <laughs> it was like Hurt. just a, what, like a wonderful, you can find it online. I'm sure I I'm sure I paraphrased it into a better story than it really is. But it but it was like it was like uh wow. And and so like that was uh I used to love doing things like that when I had my talk show. The driver that I had was this beautiful girl. Yeah. She didn't have enough money for her mortgage. So I got one of our sponsors. I go, Well, come see the show today. And he said, I know you're going through a hard time, and he gave her seven grand on the Are show. Are you serious? Yeah, anytime you can Anytime you get to be an assistant of a, a messenger of goodness, yeah. like, grab it. Yeah. All right, I love you. I have to go, and I'm going to show you a picture of the guy. All right, perfect. Perfect.